Hey, Spearsy here. Just wanted to give the 80s Nation one last warning that our promo code for the 80s cruise is about to expire. Like it expires midnight, Monday, September 4th. So if you're waiting for one last sale, this is basically it. Go to www.the80scruise.com and use the promo code STUCK to join us in March 2018 on the Celebrity Summit. Performers include Rick Springfield, Loverboy, Berlin, Tom Stolby, Billy Ocean, Lou Graham, too many more names for me, getting very breathless. So don't forget that you have until the end of Monday to save a thousand or more by using the promo code STUCK. Now on with the show. Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the advice. Carpe diem. Seize the day. The comebacks. Why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer. <laughs> and the technology. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? What of a DeLorean? Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears. And Rad B. <laughs> Today, we're breaking up and going solo. Wait, what? Is it the Rad B thing? <laughs> no, it's not us. But the singers we're honoring are. It's another episode of Rockers Gone Solo. I'm not going to feel better about this. It's over. Now please get out of my Van Halen t-shirt before you jinx the band and they break up. Don't forget, Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Podcast Network. You can listen to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and the CLNS Media Mobile app. Steve joining us today. Some say she joined Prince in the Revolution just so she could leave to launch her solo career. It's Jen with one N. Hey! Okay, for the She's record, I would, I would never leave the revolution unless I was turned out and asked to. I'd probably be like mm. the, the water boy, you know, except for the water girl. I would just bring bottles of water to anybody in the band. <laughs> no, you'd be like, you'd be charting the hits. Within you'd, about have the tambourine. you'd have the tambourine. You'd play the tambourine. I'd probably play the tambourine. Yes. That's excellent. Hi, guys. Hey. What's hey. going on, Jen with one end? What's up? So um, this is an interesting series. We haven't done it in a while. The idea is that we're going to honor some solo artists today who didn't really start off as solo artists. They 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 got their uh, feet wet as part of a, a group that probably made it big in the 60s, 70s, or 80s, but found that uh, the 80s was a good time to call it quits or to take a break and uh, launch a solo career. Uh, we've done a few shows on this before. We've done, uh, I think, back if you will go way back to episode 340. We covered uh, Pete Townsend, Lita Ford, Lindsey Buckingham, and Lionel Richie. Uh, episode 343, Belinda Carlisle, Brian Ferry, Robbie Robertson, Lou Reed. Uh, episode 350, which is still like at least a year or so ago. That's Tina Turner. quite a while ago. Yeah. yeah. Rick again, Jonathan Richmond. So um, so we, we're long overdue to continue this series. In fact, it's it's been so long that I forgot we did it in the previous shows, and I was – I wrote a completely different intro for the show and then realized that, no, this is episode number four. So, Yeah, Steve was really excited about doing Pete Townsend and Lita Ford. <laughs> I, I couldn't wait to do Belinda Carlisle. So. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. sure there's been times where we've like flagrantly gone back and covered the same material and just didn't know it. 
Well, I will say, after giving you a bad time, when you suggested it, I'm like, oh, I want to do Rick Ocasek. I'm like, wait a minute. I feel like I did that before. That seems familiar somehow. For, for, for whatever reason, um, quitting the band that uh, you came up with sort of became a big deal in the 80s. It was, it was, I don't know if it was the influence of MTV. And so, so suddenly you had a, another media market that was kind of open to you. Or if it was just yeah. that some of these people had been around with each other for a while, and maybe it was just time for uh, to call it quits. Um, the ever popular creative differences, right? And I like, think I am sick of being on a bus with these bozos. Yeah. So we'll have a couple of those stories today. You know, quitting a band <laughs> that made you millions of dollars to go solo—it's a huge gamble. Uh, but fantasy football doesn't have to be such high stakes poker. And that's why we have a new sponsor here at Stuck in the 80s, and it's FanDuel, uh, which is fantasy football for everyday fans. Brad, you live out in L.A., so basically don't you have two home teams now? Yeah, it's crazy. We went from zero pro football and one semi-pro team, which would be the Trojans, to two teams now. We've got the Chargers and the Rams, or I should say the Rams and the Chargers. <laughs> I thought that was crazy when they said the, the Chargers were moving to L.A. and they were going to – they're sharing yeah. a stadium, right? Yep, it's under construction right now. It's out by LAX. So your LA friends are probably fantasy football nuts. Yeah, a lot of them are. And now with the season on the verge of starting, uh, everyone's talking about lineups and strategies. And you know, do I? How many kickers do I need? A backup kicker? You know, all this crazy stuff. Talk about getting into the corner cases. Yeah, yeah. Here's my suggestion for you: don't draft anyone from the Chargers or Rams. Yeah, unless I can get Dickerson. <laughs> I don't think he's available anymore. Oh man. Big talk from someone who gets to watch his hometown team on HBO's Hard Knocks every week, Spearsy. Yeah, I love it. The Tampa Bay Bucks are on Hard Knocks. I just watched uh, the latest episode today. Spears, you may love the Bucks, but I'd seriously recommend against picking Jameis Winston as your quarterback. All those interceptions are going to cost you, brother. But that's the point with FanDuel. It's a new game every single week. You, my friend, can pick Todd Gurley from the Rams for week one. And if he doesn't work out, no big deal. Just pick a different running back for week two on FanDuel. No busted season for you. I can pick Winston, even though I hate FSU, as my quarterback to start the season. I know he'll play good (laughs) against the Bears, but I'll pick someone else to play against the tougher Ds. Yeah, that's the great thing. That it's it's a new game every week. We're not the first two people to figure this out. More than two and a half million people have won cash prizes on FanDuel. You start for a buck, pick a contest, choose your team, and watch your score. I, as it happens, <laughs> I think we should form a stuck in the eighties league or something because I think it'd be kind of cool to have uh, Base Note, Kevin Serving Wench, Doctor Dim, Amy and San Fran, Ryan the Pirate. Yeah, get all our friends together and have them play against us. Yeah, Ryan from Nashville, I bet he has all Titans. We got this. <laughs> we totally got it if he's picking all Titans. Uh, but that's the whole point. He can switch it up for week number two when he goes bust. So sign up today, folks, at FanDuel.com. Just hit the Join Now button and use our code RADICAL. New users get a free entry into the NFL Sunday Million with over $1 million in cash prizes when you make your first deposit on FanDuel. Just visit FanDuel.com and sign up with the promo code RADICAL. FanDuel.com, promo (laughs) code RADICAL. Void where prohibited. Seriously, football can't come soon enough. I need a reason to get out of bed on Sundays, and I'm totally using my winnings on FanDuel to cover my uh, bar tab on the 80s cruise. Dream big, my friend. Speaking of the cruise, there's at least one rocker turned solo on this year's cruise. Lou Graham from Foreigner. Oh, my God. You're right. And it's also cool. I didn't think about this. Thomas Dolby, also on the cruise, did the keyboards for Foreigner on Foreigner 4. I wonder if he comes on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if he comes on stage with Lou for the cruise and does a number or two. I guess we'll find out. Anyway, Brad, let's get started. Who did you pick for your rocker turned solo this week? 
my pick for this episode is Jerry Harrison. So Jerry Harrison, probably best known as a member of the Talking Heads, but he also played with Jonathan Richmond in the first incarnation of the Modern Lovers. He's on the, their first album, but he he and Jonathan Richmond didn't see eye to eye. I don't think on how the music was going to be, and so he left the band pretty early. Actually, before that album was released, he was out. Wow. Yeah. So he had three solo albums: 1980s The Red and the Black, 1990s Walk on Water. And 1988's Casual Gods, which is where we're going to live today in 1988. Cool. You're loving it, Steve. You're like a college junior. (laughs) Yeah, You're winning. You've got momentum. Huge Talking Heads fan. Yeah. And I think this is an example where maybe not creative differences, but uh, Jerry Harrison just wanted to go do some music and not have a certain bandmate telling him what to do all the time. That's what happens. You know, they go cut a solo album and then you come back and you're ready to kind of deal with the group again. So Rev It Up, we wrote that with John Seeger and Modern Lovers bass player Ernie Brooks. This little tune went to number seven on the U.S. mainstream rock charts. I'm I'm sure you remember this track, yes? Yes. Jen? No, but I like it. <laughs> no? No? Well, I mean, it didn't get a ton of radio play, but it's catchy. I think it's catchy. It's a straight-ahead song. It's got a... You know, it's got that great 80s synth solo, and it just kind of moves along. And the the lyrics of this one are amazing. Like, I don't know how he wrote so many times, rev it up, rev it up, rev it up. It's just so complicated. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how you write a hit, right? Like, why don't, don't overthink it. For my deeper cut, I want to go to another track on this album, Man with a Gun. Wait a minute, I know this song. This was on, um, uh, what movie was it? Yeah, it's on a couple soundtracks. Okay, okay, hit me. Okay, the first one, the one you probably remember, the one I remember, is it's on Something Wild. Yes, damn it. Oh, yeah. You know what's so funny is I didn't recognize Man with a... I I kind of couldn't recognize it, but couldn't place it. And I I thought it felt like I was like naming... um, Trying to think of a director in my head, I was like, "This sounds. This reminds me of like a Jonathan Demi movie, which is very. Yeah, you nailed it. You nailed it. Yeah, I discovered in my research it is also on the soundtrack of Two Moon Junction, which I'd never heard of. Okay, but you apparently guys. it's got Sherilyn Finn and a lot of steamy sex in it, so I'm oh, gonna yeah. have to check that out. You got to check it out. It's a great bad movie. If you're in the mood for like <laughs> just a trashy, dumb. Kind of sexy movie. It's it's Zalman King. Do you remember the, on H, maybe it's HBO, The Red Shoe Diaries? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. So that's what oh you're up, that's what you're in. You had for. me in trashy. <laughs> oh <laughs> nice, you guys. I'm so there. It's the worst, wonderful worst movie. It's really good, but okay. Bad. Oh, perfect. Okay. Well, Something Wild, I think, is actually a really good movie. Although I haven't seen it forever. It's I never not, show it. It's, it's never so sad. sad. It's sad. The movie isn't sad. It's sad they don't show it. 
That's what I meant. Yeah. Movies like, love what are you me. talking about? I love the movie. Yeah, it, hold, uh, it holds up. It definitely holds up. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So, you know, this song, you don't, I don't know, you don't hear it very much. It was on K-Rock occasionally back in the day. And it, it's, this is your basic, not so secret crush mixtape fodder song. You know, it's like, you're not fooling anybody when you put this on there, but everybody, you know, that, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the kind of track that lands there. But I just, I love this song. It's just this, got this ethereal kind of sound to it. And it's really open. And the, the lyrics on this one are a little more like I don't know, out there, not out there, but just a little more interesting. I love, uh, I love you dubbing it um, the perfect track for a not so secret crush mixtape. I'm always on the lookout for uh, songs to add to that that aren't so predictable. Yeah, this is Money in the Bank, and yeah. uh, you know the problem is I can't use this anymore because I use it on mixtapes for other women, so I can't use it on. Ooh, that's a good call. Other associations. It's my own fault. Is she going to call you on that? I mean, she's not going to call you on that. She's not going to call me on it, but I have the association with other girls. Is that always a bad thing? Uh, Katie listens to this, so yes, it is. <laughs> no, Br- Bradley, your instincts are correct. They are spot on. I will yeah. tell you that much. Don't listen to Spearsy. Don't cross the streams. Do not cross the streams. Hey, Brad. Anyway, so so yeah. th- both of these songs were on that album. Casual yes, Gods on. Okay. That is correct. Because I was saying to, to Spursy earlier, they sound v- different from one another, those two songs. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. And this one is is a straight up Jerry Harrison, you know, written and performed, whereas the first one he wrote with two other people. So, okay. it's, you know, I, I don't know. It seems like the simpler kind of rocker songs, it's, you know, not that collaboration leads to stupid, simple things, but in this case, I think it led to a simpler track. Right. Hmm. Excellent. Jen, what is your pick for uh, Rocker Gone Solo from the 80s? My pick is a lovely, talented woman named Jane Wheedlin from the Go-Go's. Mm. And, um, so happy. Yeah, do you like Jane Wheedlin? I <laughs> love Jane You Wheedlin. love her. I, I adore Jane Wheedlin. She's, she is adorable. That's, that's a good word for her is, is she's adorable. But I have to confess, I only know currently, because I'm going to, I think, take a deeper dive after this show, but... I know her solo stuff mostly because of 80s compilations albums, you know, like Rock of the 80s or whatever. Sure. Cool okay. yeah. the 80s. And so the first song I heard her on was Cool Places with Sparks. So this was actually not a Jane Wheedland song. Technically, it was a Spark song on the 1983 album In Outer Space. But she's in it. Like, I mean, it's it's a duet. So she's definitely in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's hers. It's, yeah. yeah. And, and she she's so much Go-Go's, cooler right? than either of those guys. So it's her song. <laughs> Good those point. guys are dorks. As a dork, I can say that. Yes. And technically, again, she, she was with the Go-Go still at this point. So this was like a solo outing experiment uh before she actually mm-hmm. left the band and or actually before the band broke up but it's it's i like that song cool places i mean it's not again not very complicated but it's so 80s that if it yeah. was in valley girl on the soundtrack it would have fit in perfectly easily you know oh my gosh yeah this is a total montage song that is just it's a song looking for a montage Ooh. That's a, that's, a, you, that's a podcast series right there. Well, oh, my I, gosh. Write that shit down. I have a feeling, though, that um, that it was in a montage somewhere. 
So okay, someone do some research. <laughs> right, exactly. The gauntlet, the Weedland gauntlet is thrown. So, um, yeah, I think Wait, it was in is that like the a... gauntlet she wore when she was Joan of Arc. Ah, so classic. Oh, yeah. And Bill and Ted's. No, I was. I I went right to Clue. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Do you remember oh. her in Clue? I'm sure no. many listeners are like, she was in Clue. She was the. Um, she came to the door and she sang in an adorable Jane Weedland way. I am your singing telegram, and then. I think got shot. Right? Oh my god! I'm like turned on. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I, I don't need to know that. I overshared, didn't I? <laughs> it happens. Anywho, yeah. So she had a brief, brief appearance in uh, in Clue, but back to her music, which is really her her um, foundational art. Um, Brad made me pick Rush Hour <laughs> <laughs> for the other song, but I'm glad that he did because it reminded me that. It's a cute little song. I mean, again, adorable. Oh, I love this song. Yeah, love yeah. Song. It's really catchy. So Rush Hour is from Fur, which is actually her second solo album. And I was so curious how um, what critics thought of it. So I had to take a little peek. And it looks like it was mixed. It was mixed. Really? But one person really? said, one person um, from the Daily News of LA, which I'm sure doesn't exist anymore, um, described the album as shimmering mainstream pop, sometimes reminiscent of Madonna. So hmm. Is that good or bad? Eh, compliment, I would say. I would say that was to, one to of the you, better. Steve, or to the rest of the world, you angry, angry man. I mean, it's. I think that's a brilliant line of prose in the sense that you can you can evaluate it in any number of ways. So, Brad, why do you love this song so much? Uh, it's just it's catchy as hell, it is. and it I, just I, it makes me happy. It, it makes me happy when it comes on. You can't not be happy when the song is playing. Have you seen the video? Yes, and it is weird. <laughs> so it's about Rush Hour, right? And she's from L.A., so I'm thinking Rush Hour is, you know, automobiles and cars and highways. And the whole video right. is of her in a bodysuit swimming like a with the dolphins. Wetsuit yeah. swimming yeah. with the dolphins. Metaphor. And if anyone can figure out what the metaphor is, go ahead and write in. <laughs> Let us know. Does, but. That, make, does that make... <laughs> cars are dolphins and she's a car no she's a go-go i don't get it <laughs> anyway it's a cool song and before i pass the mic over to um spearsy so to speak i just have to throw in an acoustic version that she does of our lips are sealed which again i i heard on a compilation of acoustic versions of songs from the 80s jane weedland does a version that is so lovely and it's just really pretty and i wish i could play guitar so i could like play it around the fire you know, campfire sometime. I'll never do that, but it's a little daydream I have. You should listen to it. It's a really pretty version. Can you hear them talking about us? Turn lights, well, that's no surprise. Can you see them? See right through them. They have no 
I know what album you listened to it to on too. It's an amazing album. Is it the one with Jesse's girl on yes. it? Yeah. Yeah. Why have I not heard of that album until today? I don't know. You're asking a lot of questions that you don't seem to have answers for, though. I, I don't. There's a blind spot there in my education. Yes. I'm giving you an opportunity to insult me, Steve, and you're not taking it. There's a understand. Berlin song on it. It's, oh. uh, it's no more words, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, no, it's um, Metro. Oh, yeah. See. Oh, even better. Yeah, it's a it's great awesome. album. If you ever get a chance to, I mean. It, this is not going to make. This is on the cutting room floor. But seriously, it's a fan. Well, I guess it doesn't have to be. <laughs> no. Keep talking, Spears. I can make you. I can make you sound like you know what you're talking about. Yeah, that'll be it first. I'm going to need you to read the dictionary though, so I can trim the words in and out. <laughs> All kidding aside, I really like this version. I, I think this one moves to the top of the list. And then number two would be the Fun Boy Three version, and then number three would be the Go Go's version. Yep. Fair enough. Fair enough. So here's my pick, since no one's going to, like, intro me or ask me. I wonder what Steve's going to pick. What's your pick? (laughs) I'm going to introduce my best friend, uh, my BFF, Dennis DeYoung, with his best-known song, Desert Moon. I mean, come on. We all agree that this is... No, nobody can hate Desert Moon, right? I love this song. Yeah. Good. Good answer. Good answer. Uh, so here's the story. So Dennis DeYoung, I did an interview with him back in, in 2012. Um, he was coming through Tampa Bay on a solo tour, which is all he does these days. He comes out there and it's Dennis DeYoung plays the music of Sticks. Okay. Yeah. But he'll also play some of his solo so- songs, usually only Desert Moon. But um, as uh, you know from your homework, Styx, the group he was with, had a rough time of things with 1983's album Kilroy Was Here. The last of the band's albums to go platinum. The band hated the entire idea behind the album. They didn't like having to act on stage. They didn't like the songs. They didn't like the themes. Dennis loved it. And it was a huge hit for them. Oh, yeah. But um, the rest of the band didn't want to have anything to do with it. And so after that, he had really no choice but to, to do solo work for the rest of the 80s. Um, he told me back in the interview in 2012 that he never wanted to make a solo album. Here's what he had to say. Tommy had already begun his plans to make his solo album during the Kilroy tour. And when I found out about it, I... Um, I knew I had an option with A&M. They had right of first refusal, which means if you're going to make a solo album, they get the they get the first choice at it. And they said they'd like to have a solo album for me. I only did it. I only recorded Desert Moon to have something to do. This is actually one of my favorite interviews. He, I think he was on the phone with me for an hour and a half, and I think I used about 45 minutes of it. 
because at some point we went off the record and he really okay. just we had a lot of fun when we were off the record talking about bands he hated today and stuff like that and what he thought of his old band. He sounds cool. But <laughs> he is cool. He's, he's fantastic. I love his solo stuff. I liked him when he was with Sticks. When I want to see Sticks these days, I don't go see the band. I go see Dennis DeYoung. Hmm. There you go. He had three solo albums in the 80s. Desert Moon was 84. Uh, the, the best known song, obviously, was the title track. There was another semi-hit from that album. It was on MTV. It was a pretty fun video. It's this song, Doing for Heroes. video is totally campy but i like the song and it has like a real straightforward message i give you that but it's still i don't know i still i tried to engage him on this song during our interview and he really didn't want to talk about it per se i don't blame him you know he may not love it as much as i do uh he had two other albums back to the world in 1984 and boom child in 1989 i had no idea he had three solo albums in the 80s but he did back to the world in 1984, had two somewhat notable songs. Call Me, which hit number five on the adult contemporary charts. And then this song, which if you're a real fan of Karate Kid 2, you'll remember it. It's called This Is The Time. This is the time. This is the moment. We waited so long. Remember the song? Where does that show up in the movie? It's familiar. I don't but... know. I've been trying to think about it all day. It, no, so it's listeners, got, it's more got a, homework for you. It's got a um, the video for it's kind of fun. It's like the typical montage movie video. Yeah, but it's got a movie. It's got an intro with Dennis DeYoung doing the uh, trying to catch a fly with chopsticks thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, I remember this. I remember. Um, because I was living in Hawaii at the time, and Karate Kid 2 was filmed in Hawaii. So I had a few friends who were um, of Okinawan descent. So they were little extras in the movie, and they're just, you know, junior high kids like me. But, oh, my gosh. The yeah. fly in this video is the size of my thumb. I know. It's kind of funny. <laughs> the, the, um, the biggest fly I've ever I seen. I know. So anyway, so, you know, Dennis Young still settled. He left the band permanently in the late 90s, and and... There's so many stories about why it happened that it's almost not worth really going over it. I mean, there was talk about he had a, a vision problem that where bright lights aggravated him. Obviously, the band was still pissed off about Kilroy. Um, they wanted to tour a lot more than he did at the time. I believe there was probably still a lot of uh, 
discontent about he he was really striking gold with all the ballads and they preferred the rock tunes so yeah uh, you know what i prefer right now though the seggies what's happening hot stuff ah by the sound of the gong it must be time for mystery movie moment you know the drill here we'll play a snippet of a movie from the 80s and if you can get it right you're entered into a drawing to win a bottle opener if i remember correctly right you are correct, sir. How are we doing? Are we are we uh, are we keeping up or no? Yeah. Oh yeah. I've got a couple to send out, but we're not too far behind. Although, what I really want to talk about here is what the heck happened in the last mystery movie moment clip because we had a new clip, but the the last show's clip was not Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, which it should have been. It was like a recorded clip from a show we did in May because it was around my birthday. I don't, I don't know what know, happened. I don't, I don't know. These <laughs> things <really> happened. <laughs> Went through some kind of space-time continuum problem. I had a rough time editing last weekend show. I'll tell you that. Or I guess it was two weekends ago. Yeah. I was well, sick I was as so a dog. Either. I was sick as a dog that weekend. And I remember there was a time where I thought, I'm not going to be able to do this. We're just going to have to release the show on Monday. And uh, so that's probably I'm probably to blame. No, I mean, it, it is what it is. It is. But, it, <laughs> but just in case. When I went... When I went to listen to it, I'm like, wait a minute. We didn't talk about that. That's that's Jen laughing on the show, but we had <laughs> Dale as our guest host. Did, any, did anybody catch it? Did anybody email in and was was confused? Someone someone emailed and said, "Hey, and by the way, happy birthday." I'm like, uh, you know, oh. it was kind of like it was kind of like, "Hey, oh, all the guys down yeah. at the station are rooting for him." No, I just I, didn't. That was confusing to me too. That's funny. Yeah. Anyway, all's well yeah. that ends well. The clip was the the new clip was right. You know, if you guessed Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid for two weeks ago, yes, that was correct. If you didn't, then go watch Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. Please don't make me. Back to you, Steve. Pay attention. Here's the clip from our somewhat last show. Worriest thou not about being banished forever from the Foxfield School for Girls? For yea, though they are the only females within a hundred miles, there is still a place where thou canst journey to. Yes, that's class with Rob Lowe. I love this movie. I think we've used it two or three times now for mystery clips, but uh, you can never mind that field enough. Anyway, it's a uh, launching pad for so many of our favorite '80s actors. Too. John Cusack's first movie. Uh, yeah. Alan Ruck was in it. Who else was in it? Andrew McCarthy. I think it might have been one of his first movies. Wow, it's good. I, and I don't have it. I don't own it in any form. Go figure. Hmm. Madness. It is madness. Uh, Brad, read some of the winners. Winners this week include Chris Cooling, Randy Gelking, Donald Bonomo, Jeff Rocks in Indiana, Brock in North Dakota, Canuck in Cali, Jesse El Gato Grande, Smith, Dave Augie August, Billy in Paducah, Anders Egmall, Don in Tulsa, and Eric, I wear a medium husky shirt, Miller in Buffalo, New York. Pay attention. We're going to let Jen pick this week's mystery clip. Woohoo! If you close your eyes, you can see the music. You can, too. Did you ever try? If you know it, email us at podcast at sit80s.com and tune in next week to find out if you're a wiener. <laughs> uh, the mystical refrain that is, name that 80s tune. Uh, we'll play a snippet of a song from the 80s. Again, if you know it, you enter into the drawing for a bottle opener that will be delivered no later than July 2019. Woot, woot. I can totally get behind that <laughs> promise. We need that intern. Seriously, we're taking applications for interns. 
If you're a 35-year-old part-time nurse in Orlando, you move to the front of the list. Uh, pay attention. Here's the clip part-time. from our <laughs> – What? Part-time. It, it just seems funnier, doesn't it? Part-time? <laughs> it does. Okay, continue, okay. sir. I'm sorry. There's no method to my madness. There's a method. It's not just a podcast. It's a comedy workshop. Yeah, we're working, we're working through some bits today. That's no, not all immaterial. We're working through some whiskey, too. Pay attention. Here's uh, the clip from the last show that we probably did. That's the cars with Since You're Gone. Jen, read some winners. I will read some winners. Winners include Jeff in Chester, Bonnie in Minnesota, Andrew Holler in Cincinnati, Joseph Perdue, Charles from Yorktown, Pennsylvania, Southside Wally, Tim in Media, Pennsylvania, Noel O'Regan, Lou Sweet Lou Grilly, Stony Stitt, Jeff from the other Weatherford, Colin in Spokane, Kurt in Dirty Jersey, Michelle O in Ohio, Greg in Cleveland, Steve in Georgia, and Donnie Girdle rhymes with Myrtle. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding, Donnie. Gettle rhymes with metal. Congratulations, guys. Uh, Brad, spin the wheel. Let's find out who won the uh, bottle opener. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I love that every week. Funny always. There's funny once and there's funny always. Know, funny always. Looks like it's coming to an end along with my liver. The winner's going to be Eric. I wear a medium size uh, bottle opener, Miller, in Buffalo, New York. You are this week's winner. So just uh, email us your snail mail address and we will get you on the list for a bottle opener. In the meantime, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip from Jen. If you know it, email us at podcast at sit80s.com. Tune in next week to find out if you're a wiener. Uh, we'll be right back after this commercial break. Super Slurpee. Now at 7-Eleven. It's the biggest, boldest, coldest Slurpee to ever quench a thirst. It's the 32-ounce Super Slurpee. And now, 7-Eleven has a fantastic summer offer. Every Super Slurpee comes in a free plastic Superman 4, the Quest for Peace movie collector's cup. Eight in all, 32 ounces of Super Slurpee and Superman 4 movie collector's cups, only at today's 7-Eleven. Hey, we're back. We have just a few last minutes. I thought, let's play a game of, what's your 80s obsession? Brad, what's your 80s obsession this week? Oh my gosh, this is so weird, you guys. <laughs> I don't know why, but I, maybe <laughs> I've been obsessing about bands that either explicitly do include the in front of them or explicitly do not include the in front of them. Someone called me out for calling Thompson Twins the Thompson Twins, and it's just been rattling around in my head like, well, it's the police and the smithereens, but not the scorpions and definitely not the pet shop right, boys. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, what? What's the deal? This is like total. What's the deal with humor? What's the I deal think with it's that? A semantics I thing? I think I think some languages just the 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 is not emphasized, and so it's just not part of the vernacular, and so it it gets dropped. I out. went to see the 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 <laughs> the 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 the. the. <laughs> no, I think it's the band. I don't know. I think it's just a thing with the band. And then like, you kind of it, it just kind of is rhythm. Like you would never say, "Oh, I went to see Police last night." What did you get arrested? Right. Or the Van Halen. It just sounds weird. 
<laughs> That's kind of like asking where the nuclear vessels yeah. are. <laughs> Jen, what's your uh, 80s obsession this week? Well, I had a couple, but then I listened today to the Richard Blade episode. And he was talking all about his book, and I was getting all excited about his book. And then it reminded me of a book I read earlier in the summer. Um, it's a memoir by the producer and musician Nile Rogers. And it's called, oh wow, yeah, it's awesome. And it's called Le Freak. But hold on, I got to read the whole thing. Le Freak, an upside down story of family, disco, and destiny by Nile Rogers. Wow, I bet it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And this guy like has his fingerprints are all over the 80s. And I just had no idea. Um, But it makes a lot of sense. So, of course, he was with he made chic. He was chic. And um, good times became the big sample on rapper's delight. So that that sample, it, it lives on forever and ever and ever. But then he did. He was a producer on so many of albums and bands that I love. Um, Let me just give you a really quick rundown. He did. He produced Original Sin by NXS, and that became one of their first international hits. Yep. Great song. He um, produced The Reflex for Duran Duran. The remix of it. He did the remix. I'm feeling the quickening. He did the remix, but it became, after the remix, it became a really huge hit. It's the the remix that's the big hit. The original version was kind of a dud. Yeah, right, right. Exactly, exactly. But I just, I have to read you this really quick thing about John Taylor. It's just a really short, can I do it? Yeah. All right, so this is from um, Nile Rogers' book, Le Freak. On a hot day, at least hot for London, John Taylor and I stopped for afternoon drinks at the St. James Club. At the peak of his popularity, John was constantly mobbed by fans. Once we got past the fans and were inside the club, I noticed Paul McCartney sitting at a table by himself. (laughs) Not a soul bothered him when we left. John, on the other hand, was swarmed by screaming fans. He needed a bodyguard to protect him. So, but there's like a, <laughs> a million of these like little stories about like John Taylor, Madonna, Simon Lebon, in excess, yeah, tons and tons. And it's it was just so much fun to read. And, if, and he had you know a problem with drugs and, and alcohol toward the end, like so many do. But then he has a nice like recovery story um, in the last third of well, the he's book. Had a, he just beat cancer in the last couple of years too. Yeah, yeah. He had just started writing about that at the very end of the book. Um, yeah. And he, he toured just, with Duran Duran. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't. I'm kicking myself for not going to Cameron Cameron and I went. And he was he was great. Cameron was like, I don't get it. And I'm like, that's okay. I'm having a great time. Oh, my God. He's amazing. And I remember when David Bowie passed away. And the my, the album I picked to listen to was the album that he produced. Um, it's not Let's Dance, is it? It is Let's Dance. No, it is Let's Dance. Like did that. he really? Oh, he, my gosh. He really did. And you can hear it. Like, when you start to put yeah, all these things yeah, together, you can yeah. hear. It's just funky. It's just funky and with a lot I of I need base. to read this book. Yeah, it's so good. And I'm, this is the last little thing I'm going to read. I just have to read some of the artists that he worked with. And it's 80s all over the place. Okay, so I have to say, the Thompson Twins, lowercase t on the the. <laughs> <laughs> In this book, if that makes you feel better. Thompson Twins, uh, Steve Winwood, B fifty two, Sheena Easton, Cindy Lopper, Hall and Oates, Grace Jones, Mick Jagger, Honey Drippers, David Lee Roth, Depeshmo, Jeff Beck, Rick Ocasek, Vaughn Brothers, Brian Ferry, Paul Simon, Al Jarreau, Michael Jackson, Laurie Anderson, Damn. Peter Gabriel, Philip Bailey, Diana Ross. I mean he made Holy crap. Drake Katz, Eric Clapton, Bowie, Paul Young, Seal Slash, Mariah Carey, Kim Carnes. Paula you mean Abdul, the Mariah Carey, <laughs> the the Paula Abdul, and he says this list is not complete. It's just to give you a sense of scale. <laughs> <laughs> so Nile Rodgers, you guys, that is my obsession. Oh, yeah. that is, that's, that's great. Going on my 
wish yeah, list. Yeah. That is going on my wish list. I can't remotely top that. Here's what I've been obsessing about. TV theme songs. I've been writing out the trivia questions for 80s in the Sand, which is coming up in November, and for the 80s Cruise. And I'm trying to find TV theme songs to use for these trivia questions because I, I, it seems like people have fun with trying to identify them. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how... They're, how confusing they are. Like you'll hear when you're like, oh, that's Cagney and Lacey. Nope. That's Hill Street Blues. <laughs> oh, that's, that's the fall guide. Nope. That's, uh, that's the A team. You know, they're confounding at best, but it's inspired me because yeah. I kind of feel like, well, the reason I don't know them is because I didn't watch enough TV in the eighties and I have tons of time now. So, cause I have no life. So what I'm going to try to do, and I've started doing it already is going back and watching more of the eighties TV series online streaming either on YouTube or uh, Hulu. In fact, I'm about this weekend, uh, for Labor Day weekend, my big project is to, to relaunch Miami Vice. So, Oh, wow. Okay. That's a good hobby. Yeah. It, it's not really. <laughs> I would probably be better off bicycling or walking or running or going to the gym. But we're you not going to do that. Then all that, that fresh air would just be getting into your lungs, man. It wouldn't help the podcasting at all. Um, no, sir. We need that husky voice. <laughs> So this has been fun. We will. This is this is like I said, episode four, I believe, of this series. Again, if you want to go mm-hmm. back and listen to the first several, it's uh, episode Google it three forty, three forty three, and three fifty. I guess we were on a tear there for a while, so we was, we get a good idea, we stick with it, and then we had totally abandoned it for two years and come back to it just when you thought we'd forgotten. I'm going to bring it up again in six <laughs> months, and you're going to be so excited what? to do what? it. I'll do Belinda Carlisle. Like, I'm going to do <laughs> I'll be like, I'm going to do Dennis DeYoung again. You laugh, but it's true. That's because Dennis DeYoung was right. This is the time. And that's why me, Jen, B-Rad are hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Media Network. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or the CLNS Media mobile app. Yeah, no, that was totally serviceable. Uh, that's what I want all women to say about me. He was serviceable. <laughs> <laughs> Rad B approves. <laughs>